Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And today, my God, not only do we have Pong Soul, rookie sensation, making his third or fourth time that he's been officially a part of the show. Zemi Games had to step out uh, because he had some personal business. He'll be back, actually be joining us on Thursday. Remember, he had stepped away from that show to do the Tuesday show while he does some other work behind the scenes. He will be joining us on Thursday. We have a big show planned. Um, and But stepping in his place, someone that really does bring the truth to just about any show that he's on, a very, a very good friend of mine, all the way from New Jersey, Mr. Badbit, what's up, brother? How you feeling? Welcome. What's up? what's up? The PlayStation delegation said that I couldn't make it, but then Phil Spencer dropped a lovely check at my door, and I was like, "Nice, you know nice. I can make it today to the show." <laughs> you know what? It's always nice to get a check from Phil Spencer. I'm yeah. still waiting for my shill check. It hasn't arrived, and you know what? It may never will. But uh, oh, you don't have the, you don't have that uh, MLB the show money. You know what? Not yet. My bank account is still, it, it's still, in the, the, you know, in, in like the four or five figures, not the yeah. six figures yet. Uh. Hopefully that will change by this afternoon. So I'll be able to make that announcement uh, proudly on Thursday's Xbox right, Factor Podcast. Good, good. <laughs> Pong Soul, what's going on, brother? Welcome back. Oh, good morning, Boom. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, chat. It is a great Tuesday. Uh, warm weather is here where I'm at. So I am a happy camper and we have got so many games uh coming and already here so it, it, it's a great day and i'm glad to be here you know what what we're gonna do is as we wait for people to file in we're already close to 100 we're only a few minutes into the show and i want to thank everybody that was here early people that are tuning in now uh get ready for an incredible and powerful episode of the xbox factor podcast uh, i don't have outriders uh gameplay unfortunately i didn't get a chance to record anymore i did a two two and a half hour stream that you got a chance to watch live as we did primetime gaming last uh, last night and it was wow man if you missed that episode it not only was almost two hours and 45 minutes long after outros but it was so packed with opinions but more so it was so much fun we had lord cognito from the iron lords podcast on making uh his 2021 debut and also making his return after a long hiatus is uh, was of course gaming forte uh, we got him to come back in and uh give us a, his opinion on what's been going on and it was it was a powerful episode it was more so hashtag fun but i want to kind of talk about what we're playing and i think folks we're in the consensus on this panel is that we all have an addiction problem to yep. outriders and we can't stop playing as a matter of fact i uh stopped doing housework so i can sneak in half an hour that turned into an hour and i didn't you know what it's just <laughs> it's an addiction joe you've been getting yourself you've been enjoying the hell out of outriders um where have you been playing it mostly oh so mostly xbox i did just get a code for playstation but i've been a devastator so uh, level 17 Devastator on Xbox, level 11 Devastator on PlayStation. Very and nice. Let me tell you something. Replaying this game, I'm not minding it. I'm not minding it one bit because it is just so much fun. You know, we were talking a little bit before the show about just the strengths and just the weaknesses of this game as well. Like, you know, not fan of the story. I don't care about any of these characters. I think the voice actors are bad. But I don't care about any of that. Because the gameplay loop is just so much fun. The looter shooter aspect is just, it's just so that they nailed it. 
And so I'm I'm loving my time. Like the Devastator is just such a fun class. I'm usually not the tank in any game. Usually I'm all about the DPS putting in the numbers. This one, it's just like I want to see my health go up, down, up, down, conquering death, and then <laughs> and then doing so again over and over. Um, and kiting enemies around the map, it's so much fun to me. So like I am I am surprised. I can't wait to talk to Archimedes and tell him how wrong I was about this game um, because the demo didn't impress me at all. But like, it didn't impress a lot of people. You, you're not the only one, so Joe. I, I even I walked away from the demo very ho hum, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm just again, I'm I'm loving my time. I think this. I think if you played the demo, you're like, Ugh. and you, you know, this is an Xbox so, show. So like, try try that shit out on Game Pass. It's Trust me, once you get past the demo portion, the game opens up and it is just a ton of dumb fun. A lot of people say, I want to know what you guys think about this. Have you guys tried playing it on solo? And is it is it as hard as what some people are saying that it is? Because I'm I'm playing it solo uh, on PlayStation. So like like yeah, so far in my experience, and I'm I'm fine. Like I've died a few times for sure, but like it's it's not a problem over here. You know what? Here's the thing. Uh, I've been I've played it with a few people uh, mm-hmm. that jumped into the game. Uh, shout out to Eyeball who jumped in for about half an hour of the recorded footage from last night. Uh, we got a chance to play. I didn't have my mic on or anything because I was literally just recording for the show. Yeah. Um, but uh, I uh, I put it to this way. One of the things that I turned off um, is at the auto um, uh, level where you go to the different world tiers. Uh, I had gotten to world tier five and I was just fucking getting wrecked. Mm. Um, and I realized that um, I'm not going to play it on easy because I want to experience the game for what it is. I'm playing on normal. I have it locked to, uh, to, to level three normal. Um, you know, I mean, I don't mind difficulty. Like when I play Call of Duty, the single player campaign, I always put it up to literally right to the highest level. And then I go one down. So, mm-hmm. so I'll, like I think it's hardened. Hardened is, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't mind the difficulty, but this particular game, I, I want to enjoy. I'm trying to understand the story, even though some of it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I really want to just enjoy and have fun. So I figured yeah. normal should be okay. I'll eventually go up and 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 raise a world tier or two. But uh, I, I am going to say that I did have an issue um, early on. Where once I, I, I and again that's the thing you jump up if you leave it auto tier, you go up but you're I feel like your 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 armor and your and your weapons don't follow you. Yeah. Um, so what happens weapon tier it ups the difficulty a little bit right and at the same exact time it'll drop rarer stuff. Yes. So you want to go up in tiers and I think what what would help you boom is repeat a level or two. And when you're when you hit a, a world tier, and you'll get that leveled armor, and then you could jump world tiers, and it's not as as difficult because you are kind of matched with the enemies stats wise. Ah, okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm 33 hours in, folks. I am absolutely uh, all I'm thinking about is this game. And mind you, I had 15 hours into Octopath Traveler, which I am thoroughly enjoying. Yeah. Um, and there's a few other games I'm playing, and I'm like, everything has completely come to a screeching halt. Pong Soul, let's get your opinion on this. You have 40 plus hours. Uh, that's saying something about the game. How are you enjoying it? <laughs> I hate it. 
No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, this, this like, like we were talking about in the green room, this is just pure fun. I think a lot of times we forget that that's what gaming's about. And then a game comes along like this, and you remember that sometimes yep. – you know, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the the issues really don't matter when it comes to playing a game, yes. or it's so good that you kind of you know you put those on the you back. You forgive it. You, there's yeah, certain you, things you could forget. Exactly, exactly, and and you just play to play, and that's what this game is all about. I mean, this is well, looter shooters are my jam, anyways. So for me. This is this is crack. This this is this is, this is my new drug, right? This is something special here. People can fly again. Smaller budget, uh, still AAA, but smaller budget. Obviously, they focused on the combat. They focused on the loot system. They focused on the important stuff that was going to make this game uh, really appeal to people. And I think it's doing that. I've seen so many people loving this game, and obviously yeah. the Steam numbers don't lie. Uh, it's all there, but. You know, there, there are the issues. I personally, once you get, if you actually do listen to the story, some of the voice acting takes away from the story. I get that. But there's some really good stuff in there, too. Like some NPC conversations. I've died laughing. I, I've been, I, I, I can't believe what they've, they've written into some of this. It's, it's awesome. But as you progress through the story, the story actually is got it really does have some twists and turns that will catch you by surprise and i love the lore uh so i'm i'm might be the minority that are, is mm -hmm. actually enjoying the story but i do but the gameplay is phenomenal the the, the combination of skills and gunplay together is so satisfying that you don't find it in a lot of other games. And for me, um, I'm loving it. I played with people, although the connection issues have been a problem um, for me, especially I was playing with uh, Rick Payne, uh, who's in the chat right now and uh, Mav last night, fun speculation. And I was getting kicked every probably 15, 20 minutes I'd get in and then I'd have to come back in again. Um, but outside of that, I've been lone wolfing through most of it. And there are some difficulty spikes uh, that will cause frustration for people. Boom, like you were saying, you turned off the auto. I've been, <laughs> I've been stubborn. Okay, this game. There, there are not many games that make me stubborn, but I had one part where the difficulty spiked so high. And again, it could have been just, you know, me, uh, my class being the trickster, a little bit uh, weaker, a little bit more aggressive to get that health back, uh, causing me to, you know, try to rush in all the time. Uh, but I had one place where I had to replay it 20, 25 times. I just basically, oh, wow. yeah, yeah I, I just turned it into a farming, right? I just said, okay, I'm farming right now. And I just yep. kept going back through it. And finally, I got a couple new weapons that pushed me over the top. I redid my skills a little bit in between. And okay. I'm like, and I readjusted how how I was playing. And sure enough, I got through that level. So there are going to be those moments where some people might get frustrated, but you can always adjust the world tier if you need to. But again, pure fun. I haven't had this this much fun with a game in, in quite a while. It, it kind of reminds me, and I know people are going to be like, what? But it kind of reminds me of Cyberpunk 2077. For anybody who's played it, the combinations that you can put together with weapons and your skills, your powers, it is really cool. And when you when you get into a battle and you pull off some incredible moves or you get into a tight spot and you use your skills to get you out of that spot, again, I've already said it, but there's nothing more satisfying than that for me. I love this game. 
Yeah, you know what? You're, what class are you? Did you say class? Trickster. Trickster. He's a trickster. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's funny. Yep. It's funny how all three of us are different classes. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and that's the cool part about this too is people. This this gives you so much creativity depending on upon your play style. Every individual person can come up with new combinations of skills because once you start unlocking all the skills, like I never thought I'd get rid of that, that time bubble that they have. I never thought I would stop using that. I've wound up stop using that. I found other skills that really? I like better. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, oh, and it wow, fits my okay. play style better. Um, nice. And again, this game forces you to be aggressive, yeah. which is awesome. I love you know what's it. awesome about the game too, dude? It forces you to play differently. Like yes. Yes. you you thought you'd never take get rid of that like temporal fucking yep. orb, right? Yep. But you probably picked up a piece of armor that says, Hey, this ability does X amount of more damage, or yes. this ability has bleed, and then you're like, Oh shit, okay. So like the weapons and armor actually yep. changes your abilities slightly yep. enough that you're like, oh, so my playstyle kind of changes as the game goes, and right. you're not using the, the same three abilities over and over again, which is something I love. Yep, there's an ability that I have where it's just like, um, you literally just build pikes in the ground, and like it just like comes up and like spikes an enemy if they're low on health, and like that one is is for more of an aggressive style of play yep. right so like I, I didn't think i'd get rid of the 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 shield that i have uh personally but because of those spikes they're like you get an extra spike and you can spike people when they're at half health i'm like all right well this is my new you know play style and it's just that's the thing it constantly it, it, the, the gameplay while the arenas may feel a little like samey after a while the gameplay changes in such unique ways that yep. you you keep on going and you want to learn more and the most like you could play the solo but like seeing all three powers oh it's incredible interlock with each other yep. like it, it is you constantly get the like 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 i'll be in a, a group of friends we're like oh that's fucking cool moment yep. <laughs> over and over again it's so. a new game when you play versus when you're playing solo it's like two different oh dude games. It, 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 yeah. it's like it, you know what it's you know what it's like and and this is great this is i'm even bringing this up uh for, I, before you know what before i get to my point let me let me thank these ridiculous amounts of super chats that have come in master clowns uh x3 continues to just be one of the most generous uh members of the community i think i've ever seen and not just for this show master clowns thank you he drops not one not two but three bomb super chats the first one of fifty dollars which holy shit wow um thank you so much for that he drops a, a, a super sticker which is pretty dope it's a it's a hippo transforming into a mech which I mean, come on. Then he drops a second one for that uh, another super sticker that says you were amazing. Well, no, actually, you were amazing, brother. Thank you so much for that. And the third one is uh, for $20. He says, good morning, Bowman Company. Awesome panel, as always. Well, at Master Clowns, thank you so much for your generosity. We definitely appreciate you being here. And Gerald Mack, uh, who dropped several super chats last night, is back today, and he drops another one for $5. Gerald, thank you for the uh, your generosity. But more importantly, brother, thank you for being here. He says, great morning, Boomstick. Um, and panel and panel outriders was a lot better than people expected. I'm truly happy that this game is successful. You know what? That, that's a good point. I kind of want to just touch on that for a second because no one is more happier for people can, that people can fly than I think this panel, uh, because it's, isn't it? 
isn't it really just you sit back in your chair? Like we're spoiled as people, right? Yeah. We want things when we want them, right? And, and that goes for every that that goes from high levels to low levels. It doesn't matter. We're all like that in one way or another. But I gotta tell you, this is a story that has a lot of special moments. And the end game, what we're seeing right now, is people are just having fun. And what I love about this story is the fact that people can fly. A lot of people don't know this company. They're a Polish developer. They made um, a, um, a Gears of War that a lot of people loathe that don't like it. I happen to like Judgment very much. They released Bulletstorm, which I really, really enjoyed, right? What, what are your thoughts on how well this company is now doing in the spotlight, Joe, from a PR perspective? Uh, I mean, I think this changes the way you uh, – like. Great example. I'm not a fan of Bulletstorm. I'm not a fan of Gears of War Judgment, right? Um, you know, prior to this, you you heard me say it publicly. I'm like, I don't care for people who can fly that much. Um, this changes the perception of like, hey, wait, whoa, maybe they can maybe they can be something more than what I think of them as. And for a lot of people, this is people can fly's first game to them, right? So I think for for people that know them this is a good win for them uh you know a, a good reputation boost and if you're if you're shout out to the dev team shout out to the community leads on this game this game has been so popular that like they they worked around the clock on a holiday to make sure that you guys get the an experience you know yeah with the servers a bit of you know a hassle getting online in the beginning sure you know no i don't think anybody expected this game to blow up the way it has so like big shout out to the team this is a huge success and hopefully yeah they, this brings in more eyes on not just square enix but other companies that kind of tag them in going okay so what can you make for us you know that's a great point, uh, and, and and that is a good point. I, I but I, I kind of uh, you know, Pong So I want you to touch on something. Um, I, I want I want you to kind of go deep into the Game Pass connection because we're going to segue into Game Pass and what happened with MLB, but we're not going to kind of just keep talking about MLB the show. It was announced. Everyone talked about it. We talked about it. Everyone's excited for it. I want to talk about what's going to happen afterwards. And if there's a rumor that broke yesterday, if true, is going to be insane, but. The Game Pass connection for Outriders is an important piece of this puzzle. And I'm not saying it's only because of Xbox Game Pass. I'm not saying that. This game is a lot of fun, and I think it would have done well or at least good on its own right. But I think being an Xbox Game Pass, being in the conversation with so many people willing to try this game and saying, wait a second. This game is so much fun. I'm glad it was an Xbox Game Pass because I might have missed out on this. What are your thoughts on the connection that Game Pass had with Outriders? Uh, it's, well, number one, this is the type of game that is tailor-made for Game Pass, right? This is These are the games that bring the engagement. But the big part for Outriders is, is that I have a feeling we don't know how long it's going to be in Game Pass for, right? Um, we don't know the deal, but what this did and what it shows perfectly is okay. So that they, they released a demo. They had the demo out for, you know, a month, uh, prior to launch, which is an extremely long time. And they did a lot of work in that time, but there was a lot of people, you know, like, like Joe, uh, talked about, and, and you, even you yourself, uh, uh boom, you, you kind of came away with a meh 
you know, like, a, I don't know about this game kind of feeling from the demo. Now it drops in the game pass and people can jump back in and give it a second go with no risk involved. And what that's done is I've seen so many people on Twitter, uh, you know, in discord and everywhere say, you know what? I wasn't sold on the demo. I don't think I would have bought this game outright. It had it just launched, but now that it's in game pass, now that I've played it, Oh my God, what a different experience I'm having. And this is an incredible game. So I think that is a huge benefit of doing something like this and dropping it into Game Pass and getting it in front of, you know, 18, 20, whatever million people we're at now and giving people a go at it. And if this is a limited run in Game Pass, let's say it's three months, right? I think you're going to see sales numbers as that thing gets ready to leave. I will tell you right now, I would go out and buy it in a second. Absolutely, I would. In a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. That 20% discount out the door, I would be buying this game. Absolutely. And if they announce in that time that that they're going to do DLC and that they're going to expand Outriders, oh my God, I think there's going to be, I think the sales compared to what they would have been from the people. Now, word of mouth might have traveled around and people might have eventually gotten into Outriders, but I just think in Game Pass itself just gives that gives games like this that instant uh, that instant smack, right? That instant hit where oh, people guys, get to try right it back. out. There's someone at my door. One second. Yeah, go take care of business, brother. So I, I just think I just think that this is is in a lot of ways the perfect example of what Game Pass can do. Uh, for a game uh, and for a dev team like People Can Fly and for a publisher like Square Enix, who, you know, we have to mention, you know, didn't have the best results with Avengers, which they spent a lot of money. They on. lost $63 million Correct. on the deal. Yes. Correct. And so what this does, it shows shows what can happen with a game pass and do not doubt for a minute you know, we just saw that Avengers is dropping into PS now. Uh, you know, uh, you know f- the PlayStation 4 version. Do not doubt that Square Enix is not looking at the numbers coming out of Outriders and going, what if we drop Avengers in there? Could we bring it back to life? Could that be the shot in the arm that we need to get Avengers back on the map again? All of that plays into what Game Pass is about. And this is, it's incredible. It's incredible, Boom. It's only going to get bigger. <laughs> well, just a, you, you know what, what's amazing is last night we were talking about Xbox Games Pass. And uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure, and I would even bank my 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 reputation on the fact that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming. I think that's going to be announced next week or the week after. I think as soon as the one-year exclusivity that uh, I think was extended into mid-April because of the delay. Remember, it it got delayed by like two weeks and a few days uh, that they wind up delaying it. So I was like, okay, they're going to probably extend that over. Once that's done, that... uh, like I said, we had the clue. Square Enix themselves—they put the seven um, eyeballs. There, there's a, there's a, it's coming. It, it's a matter of time. But I, I do want to, I do want to segue over to, um, you know, Xbox Game Pass specifically. Now, obviously, last night it was a big topic on uh, primetime gaming for the fact that 
MLB The Show, a PlayStation-developed game from uh, from their San Diego studio, is in Game Pass day and date. Uh, what's interesting is the next-gen uh, version that would have cost an additional $10 for $69.99 is also included in this, uh, meaning that if you have a Series X or your Series S, you're going to get the next-gen version. All you have to do is press the download button, whereas, of course, you know one of the biggest criticisms that have been coming out of um, Sony's camp in the last couple of days since Friday morning has been the, uh, the you know, that Sony has not responded to this. They, they, they responded, but not the way people would have wanted. Because you know what? Like I was telling Joe before the show, at any other time in the month, the year, the week that this news did not drop, uh, the fact uh, that you, you, you saw um, uh, Borderlands 3, and Marvel's Avengers go into PS Now, that's a big deal, folks. It may not be a big deal for you, maybe because you know you don't like those types of games or you're over Avengers like I am. That's fine. It's still two big AAA games in PS Now. It's what PS Now needs to do. But that is not what the people wanted. And people have been really vocal about what's been going on. And uh, a lot of people are not happy. Now, we're not going to talk, and obviously this is a positive show, so we're not going to try and, you know, be negative about it. What I do want to talk about is what popped up yesterday. Now, folks, this is what's been floating around the Internet. I don't have a source. I don't have confirmation from EA. I can't confirm anything. But it's still worthy of an opening conversation when we're talking about about Game Pass, and one of the uh, one of the topics that you saw that we had on the, on the thumbnail is, well, what? It, w- okay, the, the question I raised for the panel, the question I raised to nearly three hundred and fifty people already here. By the way, I'm blown away um, because the show just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I can't thank you enough for tuning in. Is this Octopath Traveler? Outriders, now MLB The Show. Again, back-to-back-to-back W's, in my opinion, because I'm playing all three of those games, right? So whatever Game Pass is doing, it's working because I'm going to play a JRPG. I'm going to play a Ludo Shooter, and I'm going to play a game that I was not going to buy and I haven't bought since the PS3. So they got me, right? The question is, Joe and Pong. Me, okay. What? Can't they do next? And at this point, is anything off the table? I think we have now seen what, and this is just the taste, right, of what Game Pass is. Um, this is the one-stop shop for, uh, you know, games that have come out recently, uh, your first-party Xbox games, or the games that come in day and date, right? Um, so you've seen not every single game's coming to Game Pass, right? But the the ones that do are going to be more successful because of it. I think Outriders is the outlier there. Um, I think some games will be exclusive to that platform, have some third party deals like we see with Octopath Traveler, right? Yes. Um, and at the same exact time, those third party games that won't be there on day and date, it's not like they're losing out on anything because, honest to goodness. You know, they usually come within a month or two after or three, three or four months, a quarter after they got those big first, you know, first day sales. They eventually come on the platform um, for a limited time. So for me, I think we're, we're seeing we're seeing the 
we're seeing Game Pass now at work. This is the full vision of what the brand is going to be going forward. And like, you know, the rumor is coming out of, I think, Xbox era. Yes. That Battlefield is going to be the big fall game makes sense because of their partnership with EA. Yes. Um, and it's interesting to see how that will affect that game and how that will affect that sale, the sales of. I'm a huge Battlefield fan. Me too. Oh, way, way over Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Now, for me personally, I'll tell you guys this. This is a little interesting. If if that game does go to Game Pass, I'm still buying it on my PlayStation. It's just something that I know that game on. It's just what I, I come to know. So I'm going to probably just still buy it on PlayStation. But that being said. EA loves people, you, Joe, by the way. Thank you. You know what? <laughs> I'm fond of them as well. So, like, you know, that to me, it's 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 about giving people choice and um and giving those people the options. And I think games like Battlefield that need to be more competitive with games like Call of Duty, this is going to help them a great deal. And so I'm I'm yeah, this is this is the future, this is what you know Microsoft wants to be. What Xbox wants to be. This is we're seeing the, the you know, the proof here, and we're yeah. gonna see more weird like, um, you know, like Scarlet Nexus. I wouldn't be surprised that comes day and date. I would not be surprised that you know Final Fantasy VII comes on Game Pass now that it's on, you know, PlayStation Plus. So like, yes, a lot of games and a lot of older games as well are gonna be on this platform, and I'm more interested now of how they curate it now that game pass is getting bigger and bigger because the one issue for, for me as a PlayStation now subscriber is there's over 800 games on PlayStation. Now that's a lot of games, a lot of games that are cross pollinated with game pass. Nobody knows that. (laughs) Not even me. And I, and I had to take an afternoon to to know that. So like, you know, I want to know how Xbox curates these in the future, you know? Yeah. That's me. That's just me, though. Well, I mean, listen, there is, again, we, we're seeing a transition uh, happening before our eyes. Uh, when yeah. Game Pass first released uh, in the summer of 2017, there were a lot, there was a lot of pushback. Um, there were a lot of people that were negative on it. They felt that it was uh, devaluing the brand. They felt that it was watering down their first party. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's going to buy an Xbox when you can play on PC? That was one of the running things. And it turns out that, uh, you know, this has been a plan of Phil Spencer, which we're going to get into and into his, you know, happy, happy seventh anniversary, Phil, uh, mm-hmm. in the second topic. But, but Kapong, I, I do want to go to you next on this. Uh, obviously, you know, they have made some incredible strides prior to 2021, though I will honestly say that 2020, uh, uh, this year has been an astounding year for Xbox Game Pass for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think that they have well crossed the 20 million uh, subscriber mark. I would not be surprised by E3 that we we hear that they hit 25 million, yeah. which would be uh, which would be on course for the 1 million per month, if, if, you know, and would potentially maybe be closer to to um, you know, 30 million. I don't know. But if they keep putting these big games on here, it's gonna it's gonna come a point, and I've said this before, even if you are a Sony diehard, 
I think that you're going to have to look over the fence and be like, you know what? That grass is looking pretty green over there. Even if you only buy an S, you're yep. going to get, you're going to get, and that's what Microsoft wants you to do. You understand what I'm saying? Again, it's different with Sony. Sony is traditional. They want you to buy the consoles and they make two offerings, a digital and a, a, and for the, you know, the the purists like myself who still like a disc every now and again, I got the big the, the $500 edition. But Microsoft is uh, trying to get you to be in the ecosystem. Now whether that's on PC, whether that's on your tablet, your phone, uh, again uh, later this summer on your TV, but they're going to eventually funnel you over to buying an S because you there's just you can no longer egg disregard what they're doing so my question to you pong is with 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 the scenario being nothing is off the table at this point what do you think is coming next do you think do you believe that there's any truth to this battlefield six rumor yeah i i think there you know when there's smoke there's fire and i know that you know we're we're, we're still thinking even though we say nothing's off the table, we're talking about Battlefield 6, uh, one of the biggest or you know, previously biggest uh, first-person shooter uh, titles out there coming to Game Pass day and yeah. date. Uh, I still think we're thinking small. I think right now with Microsoft and Xbox, and I say Microsoft because we know uh, Satya, part of his bonus is wrapped into Game Pass, right? I think it's 5% is wrapped into Game Pass. That means that this is a growth phase for Game Pass, and Microsoft knows it. We saw when Netflix was doing the same thing, and they were in their growth phase, they went into severe debt to make sure they had content. And a lot of people were questioning whether or not that was sustainable. Now we see them making $400 million deals for future projects, right? Yes. So the, the thing is, is that Microsoft has the money to burn, right? They, 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 they can pile up you know, a, a, a mountain size of cash and just burn it all away if they want to. They understand that that's what it takes to get a service like this up and running. And especially with the lack of first party uh, AAA titles uh, that are still being made and still, you know, future titles coming out they knew they were going to have to backfill with for game pass specifically with some big stuff and i think that we are going to see not only battlefield 6 i think we're going to see more triple a titles fall in line Absolutely. with game pass and yeah. i i think back for blood is another one i am right there with uh, you dude oh, that's a great call dude absolutely wow. absolutely i think that again Games that are specifically made, tailor-made for Game Pass, where you need large user base, user base to keep that game relevant, especially when there's so much competition out there. What better way to do it than drop it in Game Pass, have access to 20, 25, 30 million people immediately in one ecosystem we're not even talking about you know steam we're not even talking about playstation we're not none of that it's just one spot you drop it in you have all eyes on you and you have access to that many people not everybody's going to play it of course not but those people can jump in try it and all of a sudden find out just like outriders you know oh my god i actually really love this game and then you all of a sudden have a new customer sitting there so i think this is just the beginning i do not doubt that there could not be a play for battlefield 6 do not doubt that it could be a play for 
Back for Blood. Again, these these multiplayer centric games are are key uh, when it comes to metrics for engagement because people stay and play a lot longer in those types of games. We already know that. That's why JRPGs, Western RPGs are big too. Because I have something that's Pong. I, yeah. I gotta just jump in for a second because yeah. you know you're talking about big games. You're talking about EA. Last night, I, I wish I could give them credit for who says, but I nearly fell out of my 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 seat last night, and it makes Ooh. sense. Um, what do you guys think and what does the chat think for a Mass Effect uh, trilogy being dropped day and date into Xbox Game Pass? Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be dope. It, that'd yeah, be dope. Totally. It would make sense. I mean, it would it would it would make complete sense to build the hype. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean. With EA, you just never know what they're willing to do. But if Microsoft is willing to fork over the cash, I mean, a lot of people have already played Mass Effect. All the games are available already in Game Pass. Yes, I know everybody's hyped for this. I am. I mean, again, I, I bought I the helmet for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I don't care if it's I don't care if it's day and date or Game Pass or not. I'm buying it because I want to re replay through the trilogy. But I think it would be a huge win on both sides if they did do it because you know that EA is building. The hype for the next mass effect and they need to get new people uh you know into that whole world uh on top of the already fanatical fan base that loves mass effect and people that you know may have tried on game pass the you know mass effect one and lost interest just because they could not deal with the the clunky controls and all the you know issues that we know are there they they want those people to re-engage and try it out you know updated and maybe have a much better experience and say you know what i absolutely love mass effect now so honestly, i think it would make sense yeah. honestly i think like pong with mlb the show yeah. being on game pass yeah. every single game is on the table and i yeah. think that's the exciting yeah. thing for game pass because because yeah. before like you know, you know um I, maybe even i've echoed this it's just like yeah, like, you know, we'll probably get Watch Dogs in April, or we'll probably get a Watch Dogs out this soon because a lot of AAA games are just like, yeah, we we get, we made our payday on day one. Now we can try to extend that pay payday with Game Pass. So you'll yes. see, like, first-party games, you know, four or five months down the line. That is inevitable, Joe. That yeah. is a great point. That is inevitable to where we're headed. <laughs> is that eventually it will not – it will make – it will make more sense for big develop big developers, big publishers to put their games on after, you know, like you said, three months, six months, whenever they've seen that in initial sales drop off, it will make more sense to put it on game pass than it would to keep it off a of game pass yeah. at some point. And that's what we're st already starting to see. And then you're going to get to the inevitable point where it's going to make more sense for devs and publishers to actually drop day and date just because of the size and the amount of people in game pass than it will for them to not do that uh, except for the rare, you know, the rare games, you know, like grand theft autos and that kind of stuff that, you know, that, you know, they can sell, you know, a hundred million, you know, almost just by with the name alone. But for the other stuff, it is just going to make so much sense to put it in there and it, the, the stats are not going to lie. And eventually nope. we're going to start hearing about them. We really haven't heard. We've heard devs talk about how great it is, but eventually those stats are going to start leaking out about how much money is being made about what it means for sales, DLC, 
you know, all of that microtransactions, we're going to start seeing those numbers and it's going to blow people away about what it means to bring your game to game pass. And yeah. it, like you, like you said, boom, it's going to come to the point where nobody, no matter where you play, no matter what console you, is your favorite, no matter what ecosystem is your favorite, you can't ignore game pass. And that's yeah. what we're going to get to. And, and, and that's, and that's what they're working towards, right? They, they, they want you look, I've said this before. There is not going to be a single PlayStation person that's going to throw their hands up in the air and completely leave their digital library behind. That's not going to happen. And I be simply because of their digital purchases. But I think what you're going to see, and I've said this before, and I'll keep on saying it until I'm proven otherwise wrong, is that you're going to see many of the PlayStation uh, purists look over at Xbox Game Pass and be like, you know something? I have to own both systems because, you know, Fable's coming and this is coming. Oh, look, they got MLB the show. I don't have to pay the $75. I can just download it as soon as it comes out on my on my console. Absolutely. And- Yep, and, yeah. I, and and I think that is going to make a big difference. Again, folks, we got to remember we're still in a pandemic. Yep. You know, yeah, sure, the world is starting to open up. People are getting their shots. People, but there's still different variants. People are still being still not working. They didn't hire as much as they did this time last year. Mm-hmm. So money is going to be one of those, or gaming is going to be one of those vices that people are going to be like, well, listen, yep. I don't know, gaming or put food on the table for my my six and seven year old. Uh, obviously, the food on the table, but. <laughs> Game Pass yep. allows you to still be a gamer and do it in a way that uh, respects your responsibilities as a person outside of the gaming space. So well, your, think, 15, your $15, Joe, will go yeah. far. I think you made an excellent point there, Boom. And I think it works in reverse. I think right now, like because of the pandemic, we are all bored. We are all stuck in our homes. Yes. So yes. we're all just playing games to pass the time right like you know everybody you know i see i see people throwing out the revenue by by playstation made uh you know last year it's big 20 billion big number yeah that's a lot that's a big number (laughs) after that after this pandemic goes away how does that number shift and it comes to how how does the subscription model stay relevant? Well, it, it's when people have disposable income and they forget about those things, right? Yes. They forget about the, that they have Netflix. They forget about they they have you know, Hulu the Hulu and, and all everything that else. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, after the pandemic's over, you you the the subscription model becomes a lot more attractive because people have more disposable income so they'll be like oh man maybe should i eh, whatever I'll, I'll keep i'll keep game pass that's 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 you know the the line of thinking uh, in terms of of you know copy sold how does that then affect copy sold of like let's just say we'll just use ratchet and clank pandemic's over by july pray to god uh, how does that affect Ratchet and Clank sales? Because now everybody's out and about, and they don't have to be stuck inside and playing games. And so, you know, to me, I think Game Pass speaks to that model of yeah, the the, the whole point is to have thirty plus million people here playing or, or not even playing, being subscribed to this service and keeping them subscribed to this service. That's always the fight, and I think what game pass is going to push as a playstation fan you've heard me speak a lot of praise is to make playstation now better yes it needs to be yeah because sony's in the clear right now sony's doing fine they're selling gangbusters 
but there will be a day where that slows, where Game Pass becomes this, and it already is, but even more of a of a behemoth, and you become or, or or you reach an impasse, right? So like you're right. I see a lot of PlayStation players going, "I'm gonna pick up a Series S, just try it out." Yeah. And, and one know? last and one last point to this is that Microsoft told us this is what they're going to do. Right yep. from the beginning, when they said, when they said we're gonna go after the two billion, three billion people playing games, everybody kind of laughed and said, Yeah, whatever. Look, again, are they ever gonna hit that number? You know, probably not. Of course not. Uh, but at the same time, they were telling you that we are going for domination, and Game Pass is the platform that is going to lead us there. So they were telling us all along that this was exactly what they were going to do. And some people just chose not to listen or not to believe. And I know this might be happening a lot faster than, than we thought a lot of it pushed by the pandemic and about the numbers that they were seeing. But at the same time, this is what they wanted and this is what they're going to go for. And when Microsoft wants something, when they decided to make gaming, a part of their pillars, their mainstay pillars of the entire corporation. That's when everything changed. And now nothing is out of bounds. There is no limit to what they will do to make sure that game pass succeeds and grows as big as possible. And so that means this is just the beginning. We are just seeing the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the types and the, all the different genres and the sizes, the triple a to the indies, we're going to see more and more and more come in. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I, I talked to a developer friend of mine outside of the lines, uh, which of course he'll, he'll remain nameless. Uh, but he actually confirmed for me. And I talked about this last night on primetime gaming, that there is a waiting list to get mm -hmm. into Xbox game pass folks. So people are lining up like you would for a new game or that hot Marvel movie. When the, when the world was normal, we used to go to midnight showings. There'd be a line around the door. There is a line around the door trying to get into Xbox game pass for a couple of reasons. One, we have heard several times that developers have made their money back just on the original payment. And then everything after that, once it was in game pass was a bonus. And that word gets around developers talk to one, another and microsoft wants to get you into the service so they are willing to invest heavily in um you know in 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 the marketplace to get people into it and again folks again we, we could spend two hours talking about game pass but we're not going to i i do want to move on to the next topic but before i do i want to catch up on a few of the super chats rocker Corey drops a very generous two dollar super chat and says in the future publishers will pay microsoft to be on game pass book it oh they're doing that already oh, yeah. brother um Venix Gaming drops a very generous $2 super chat and says GTA 5 added uh, back mm -hmm. on Game Pass for console and cloud. Mm -hmm. That's big. That's, uh, again, people fucking love G GTA. I, I, I get it, I, I but I just, man, I mean, people just love GTA. Stop DeAndre playing it so we can get number six. Yeah, yeah that, thank you, please. Uh, DeAndre Banks drops a very generous $2 super chat and says this is not... The Microsoft of 2013 Sony fans see that indeed. I believe I think yeah. everyone sees it for sure. And and you know what? Good on them because 2013 was bad. 
Um, but uh, you know, again, it, it, they, they made changes, and uh, well, and we're going to talk about Phil Spencer being a big part of those changes in a second. Davikin eighty nine drops a very generous two dollars super chat. Says GTA five on X Cloud is really interesting. Yeah, and, you know, now you can play GTA on the train, on the toilet, wherever you want to play it. Uh, good for you if you if you still want to play that game. Me, that's just so much that I'm playing right now that GTA yeah. doesn't register. But that's just me. That's I mean, it's a bad game. It's actually quite a good game, but I do want to move on to the next topic and listen folks uh march 31st of 2021 good old phil spencer uh good old uh and i think his name was changed last night well he had he he received an additional name it was uh yeah it was uh phil dominus maximus aurelius stone cold spencer uh, I added I the Stone Cold. I don't know if it's going to stick or not. We got to talk to King. He's the one that really does the names. King David from Iron Lords Podcast. But I do want to talk about Phil Spencer for a second. Um, look, folks. You know, I you you I, I've heard this from many people that oh, boom, you shill for Phil Spencer. You know what? This is this is a particular subject that I'm not ashamed to say that I do. Uh, I I really I've never met him. It's one of my biggest disappointments out of uh, uh, E3 2019. Obviously, um, I got into um, uh, you know the Xbox private show thanks to Gotham guy who was a part of last night's. Uh, you know he joined us in the in the chat and he dropped a very generous ten dollars super chat. And I met Gotham guy uh, at E3 2019. I've told this story before, and uh, I got a chance to meet everyone at Xbox. The only one that I missed out on. I just want to punch myself in the face because what what <laughs> what what was Boom doing? That I missed out on handshaking and getting a picture standing next to King mm-hmm. of Phil Spencer. I was uh, online getting uh, my Halo Infinite poster signed by three devs of 343 Studios. So, oh, again, not, not, not terrible. Yeah. Not terrible. But do I still want to punch myself in the face? The answer is yes, I do, because I missed out on Phil, Phil Spencer. Uh, the, the goal for this small channel is an interview. I got Larry. I got Larry, so I'm closer to the goal. Who knows? I might get Phil one day. We'll see. But I do want to talk about the importance of Phil Spencer as the man that logistically saved Xbox. Uh, Mm -hmm. He obviously uh, was someone that started as an intern for Microsoft. I think it was 1988. And he has now uh, holds a seat at the big boy table uh, for Xbox. Besides being head of Xbox, he holds um, the ear of Satya Nadal. He reports directly to him. The folks, that's that's a big deal. But what what has he done in seven years? What has Phil Spencer gone out of his way to do? Well, I mean, if you look at his paths, uh, his past triumphs since getting promoted in 2014, it has been uh, a lot of highs, very f- a lot of peaks, very few valleys. Uh, obviously, Game Pass. I think people are going to remember him as the guy that made Xbox the uh, Netflix of gaming. Uh, but you know, he when he got promoted in 2017 to uh, the position that he's currently holding right now at the big boy table, um, he made a lot of really big moves. And, you know, on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast, which is the second one of the week, we're going to be talking about that specifically with the panel um, of 2013 then and 2021 now. And if you look at the stats of where they were and where they are now, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a totally different company. 
Yeah. And that is thanks to the leadership of Phil Spencer. Besides what we've seen in the Series X and the Series S and Project X Cloud and Xbox Game Pass and 23 Studios and the Bethesda deal, and it just goes on and on. It's all of the stuff leading up to it. You know, obviously, you know, he, he came in in 2017 and his and his speech to everyone is that he wants to fix the hardware problem. And we got the Xbox uh, One S and we got the Xbox One X. You know, he obviously wanted to fix the first party games. And obviously, E3 2018, he announces five purchase studios and the creation of a trip, a quadruple A studio that is obviously making perfect dark as we speak. And then from there, it was just one, uh, you know, uh, acquisition after another, one big move after another. And in the seven years, that he has been here, um, I mean, what could you say? He, I mean, he logistically saved Xbox for whatever it was that he told Satya and Nadala. He bought in on it, and we see that they just dropped $7.5 billion in Bethesda, and they're not done yet. So obviously, you know, the, uh, you know, the first seven years for Phil Spencer have been magnificent. The question that I have for the panel, the question I have for the 400-plus people already here is, what are you expecting in the next seven should it be that long? Joe, I want to go to you first on this, brother. Um, what, yeah. what, 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 are, what are the highlights for Phil Spencer in the first seven years, and what do you expect in the follow-up uh, for what he's already done? I say the then moment for me, I remember when Xbox is doing real bad. I remember when there was thoughts of selling Xbox, I believe, yes. to like Toshiba. And I remember, I remember Phil in an interview talking about how he owned, I believe, like a Wii U and a PS4. And someone's like, oh, you own a PS4? He's like, yeah, I love that console. It's a good console. I have fun with it. And they were kind of taken back by that. Fast forward to what it is now. That's the same Phil. Um, Phil very much, I feel, values gaming and has, of course, a, a paycheck that he has to deliver to Xbox. Um, you, you could tell he genuinely loves what he does and and loves gaming which is great because that means this person absolutely understands what gaming is about or has his own philosophy. It's not just like a, we need to make, it's not just about we need to make X amount of money for it for a quarter, right? He, he also has the gamer and developer perspective because he's been both. Um, and we still have that same energy with, with Phil. I think you could genuinely see that. So, you know, I, 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 I like him in that regard. And I think what he, you know, what he's done to lift up Xbox is really smart. And he really did a SWOT analysis of this company and going, you know, a few years back going, okay, Xbox is always going to hit this market share, right? If we go toe to toe, console to console, the PlayStation, we're going to lose. We're, we're, we're not going to see that growth. So let's stop making that the fight. Let's stop making let's stop making the console sales a fight. How do we how do we change the landscape? And that's where Game Pass comes in. And I think that's overall the the legacy that I think he's 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 started for himself here is Game Pass is 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 Xbox is the brand going forward is the thing that truly has revolutionized um, the gaming sphere. 
you know, a lot of people, and I think I've even made the correlation, um, put them up like a, like a Steve Jobs esque of here's my grandiose vision. All right, people smarter than me, please figure this out. <laughs> and <laughs> I think at the same exact time, that's what you need. And at the same exact time, being transparent and being real to your audience, because knowing that, yeah, we may have a smaller install, install base than PlayStation, but that means that we can we could talk more directly, more transparently to those few and build a, a devout audience. And that's what really he's done. I think he's made Xbox not just the, the company of Game Pass, but a company of transparency, which, yeah, for better or for worse, but I would say for the better that... um. That he's had, it's it's a more it's a friendlier company. It's it's one that you you feel like you could talk to him, and um, that that's ultimately I think a, a a good thing. So you know he's he's really taken this company that was on the verge of being sold into what is now a viable part and a growing part of Microsoft. I think that conversation with. Satya Nadala really went, we could be in Netflix for games. We have the money to build this. If you have the patience, if you have the, the, the pockets to do it, I think we can make Game Pass what is Netflix today. And I think Microsoft is in a very excellent position, an amazing position to be in, Thanks to his leadership, which is it's and also the leadership of others. So, like you know, elevating people like like Sarah Bond. Ah, uh, I love Sarah. Those. Let me tell you something right now. I, I I think she does not get talked about enough. I'm trying to figure out a conversation that may, we might be able to have on the importance of Sarah Bond. Uh, I think we're gonna I'm gonna write that original topic for Thursday because. Mm -hmm. Um, I, that's another, that's another interview. I, I don't think I'm ever going to get it. I'm going to be honest with you. She's very high in the totem pole. Yeah. And this is such a small show, but, um, that's, th those are two particular small goals. And again, folks, I, I remember, remember a couple of years ago, checklist, buckle it for boom, get on a podcast. Right. And, and now I have an empire, <laughs> right? So I have four live shows. I yeah. actually have a network of, of, of programming. So, but I, I think, my God, I, first of all, I, someone that I sadly had, didn't meet, uh, but I love her energy. I love what she stands for. I love how she is in, she goes out of her way to specifically explain what Game Pass is and not in a way that's insulting. And I think, and I'll say this right now, I think that she is so well-rounded as a person and as a leader, she could eventually oversee and take over for Phil. Mm -hmm. I can Game of actually, Thrones style. Game of, Game of <laughs> Thrones style. Hopefully Phil doesn't you know, get killed or anything. He just bows out so and it's goes a red wedding and retires. Event. Yeah, right, right. We don't want we want, we don't want <laughs> We don't want Phil being killed, but I think that um, she needs to be in the conversation more. And uh, I love that they uh, that they're putting her out there for the conversation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think he's done an excellent job, man. Uh, he he definitely is, does a good job of being the face of the company while at the same exact time making those executive decisions. Which, uh, oh God, we can we can only pray that. Jim Jim Ryan learns how to talk in front of a camera better, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> you know he's a good businessman. You know you you know I, again Jim Jim is not the front guy. You know what I'm saying? He's just not. But but that's not where his 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 strength is. Jim is a diehard businessman, and he you know again right now PlayStation is not in the greatest of places. 
Uh, but you got to remember, this is a guy that made Europe uh, uh, PlayStation 4 outsell Xbox 5 to 1. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, again, take nothing away from Jim, but uh, but I, I definitely see your point. Yeah, he definitely needs to, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, I guess, take some uh, some some pointers from Phil yeah. about in front of the camera work. And more so even just, in, just interacting like a, with, the, with the community. Like a speech writer or like, you know, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah t- 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 take some advice from Phil Smith. Reach out to Phil. You guys have each other's numbers. Uh, but, yeah. Pong, let's, let's get your opinion on this. Phil Spencer in seven years has done what some have not in 20. Um, and he took a company uh, that's coming off of Terry Myerson, uh, which was disastrous for the Xbox brand. Um, I, the, uh, the uh, What the hell is the other guy's name? Uh, Donnie D. Good old Donnie D nearly said, if you don't have an Xbox, if you don't have online, I got a console for you. It's called the Xbox 360. Yeah, that Donnie yeah. D, those guys are long gone. And he inherited... Um, a sinking ship. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it. To the point, like Joe had mentioned, that Xbox was on the brink. And uh, if you look at where they were, and again, we're going to get into specifics on Thursday's show, where they were and where they are now. Pong, it is night and day. It is year to year difference. It is winter to summer. Um, what are your thoughts? What what stands out for you as the biggest triumph for Phil Spencer? And what are you expecting in the next seven years? Yeah, uh, Phil, for me, um, just stepping back from the game uh, side of things when you're just talking about what he's done for us. The human teams. element? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's important to recognize. It's, it's hard not to appreciate the masterful job that Phil walked into a dumpster fire um, and what he's done to change the vision and the culture uh, within Xbox and Microsoft itself. Uh, Xbox was considered the stepchild uh, of Microsoft for Indeed. a long time. Yeah. Um, it, it, it definitely showed uh, forever. They, they benefited uh, from a situation in the 360 era uh, with the PS3 making their mistakes. And obviously Xbox stepped in, took advantage, which was great, but they didn't really do a whole lot to build on their first party studios uh, like a Sony, like a Nintendo, right? They didn't yep. do that. Be- and and they, they kind of rested on that laurels, right? And, and we saw that transfer over uh, you know, obviously in 2013, uh, with the debacle that was uh, the launch of the Xbox One, it did very well, but the vision wasn't there. The vision wasn't on gaming, right? The vision was on everything, uh, it seemed, but gaming. Even though they had a really good launch lineup, it, it, that's not what they were focused on. It was TV, 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 Connect, you know, all that stuff. It was all the garbage that we already was, know it about. Was it was bad, <laughs> it was, dude. It was, it was bad. bad. <laughs> and you and you had, you had a man you had a man in in the great Donnie uh, that that would go oh, out Donnie and say, <laughs> would say stuff. I mean, you see the contrast. Okay, so now we 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 see the contrast between Phil and Jim Ryan. And again, yeah. not taking away from Jim Ryan, but Jim Ryan and Donnie D have Jim more Ryan. similarities than Absolutely. you know Jim Ryan and, and Phil do. And, and you can see that, you know, you got Donnie D out there saying we've got a product for you. It's called it's called Xbox 360. <laughs> okay. Look, you can't say that kind of stuff, right? You just can't. But he did. Um now you bring in Phil 
And Phil has changed the entire vision and culture within Xbox, got himself a seat at the big table. And again, a lot of this has to do with Satya taking over as well for Microsoft and him and Phil sitting down and both agreeing upon the future vision, you know, whether Phil had to sell it to him or whether Satya already kind of was sold on the idea, but whatever happened in those meetings to have two minds like that come together and say, yes, we agree. This is the vision. This is what we want to attempt to do with Xbox. And, you know, we're going to put all of our resources in it to make it happen. Phil, you can see that Phil has uh, put an emphasis on the community uh, within mm-hmm. Xbox and realizing that, look, even if we want to sell to 2 billion people, we still need our core base to be with us. And if we lose that core base, the house of cards comes tumbling down. Yeah, indeed. Great and point. He, and he's gone back to that. And that's because he's a gamer himself. Okay, and this, this, he, this is a guy that has over three thousand hours in Destiny, folks. Right, right. <laughs> he he understands. He understands the culture. And when you, on primetime gaming last night, I put a, a comment in in the chat that what you see between you know right now happening is that you if you just focus solely on the finances side of things, you can you can lose the the culture it's it's like be it's like the difference between book smart and street smart right mm-hmm. and what phil does is he has a balance of both now he's made his mistakes no doubt about it there's been things that he's done that you know that he probably shouldn't have come out and said but that's just that's just part of what you get when you are transparent with the community and when you are trying actively trying to be out in front and uh, obviously be within, uh, you know, and talk to people and and try to tell everybody, hey, this is where we're going. We want you all to come with us and we want to share what we're doing. Sometimes you'll share too much and sometimes I can come back and bite you a little bit. But overall, you can see from whether it's and, and again. We talk about Phil just like a quarterback, uh, you know, on an NFL team. You know, sometimes they get more praise than they should, and sometimes they take more heat than they should when a team fails. This is a team effort. But Phil, what he's done with his team and bringing them all together with Sarah Bond, Aaron Greenberg, Matt Booty, the list goes on and on. He's gotten them all on the same page, and yep. they're all working towards one goal. And that, yep. that didn't seem to be what was happening back in the day. And now we're seeing the fruits of that labor because now you have a community reinvigorated, rehyped for everything that Xbox is doing. And that is now sending shockwaves outwards because now you're seeing the slow, you know, it's been faster than I thought it would be, but the, the slow transformation, uh, you know, of the mind share and they're starting to grab it back again. And yep get back to those 360 days and that's because of phil's leadership without phil's vision without his steadfast uh, determination to see this through to the end this is his legacy right this is his legacy nobody will remember donnie d except for his mistakes nobody will remember donnie d down the road but people will remember phil (laughs) 
right? As, as transforming, as transforming and disrupting this game industry with, yeah. with Game Pass. And it's not him alone. Again, th- there's a team. There was probably people, you know, there's probably a, a, a sizable group within Microsoft that had, you know, talked about Game Pass for a long time. But Phil is the, the head man. He's out in front. He is the face of Xbox. And that is a big deal. And without him, we would not be here today. And we can argue and we can, you know, talk about, you know, have discussions about whether or not, you know, Xbox would be a third party publisher if it would have been sold off or whatever the case may be. But the point of fact is without Phil, what we are seeing today and where we've come from in such a short, relatively short period of time, considering the industry, uh, it would not have happened without him and his leadership and his team that he's put together and has instilled this this uh, vision uh, of the future. And so what we're going to see in the next you know seven years is just a continue now that this has been proven to be a viable path, now that they've proven that game Pass is going to be the model going forward and it is the platform uh, of which Xbox is based on. That's what you're going to see for the next seven years, the the continued growth and expansion. And I guarantee you they've already thought down the road of hitting some very big numbers and what that's going to mean. And I think we're going to see the, the, the domination. Um, And again, this is not killing off Nintendo. This is not killing off Sony. Phil does not want that. He could have done that a long time ago. Just to add to your point, you know, Joe said something and I agree with him. I think we might even said this at the same time. All these companies are really going down their own pathways. Correct. It's about it's about creating your own pond, just like Nintendo did. Nintendo yeah. created their own pond. They are insulated from the rest of the industry. Yep. They are not expected to come out with the latest and greatest, most powerful console every generation, like Microsoft and Sony are are fight over. Right? They're not expected to do that because they created their own pond and they're swimming in it happily with all the rest of their fanatical fan base who loves them and again respect the hustle completely for what they do. Sony is going to have to decide where they're going to go. And if it's a hybrid kind of version of, you know, what Microsoft is doing and what Nintendo's doing, so be it, if that's what they can do, you know, but they're going to have to decide. But Microsoft now has said, forget this. We are no longer in this game of chasing the console numbers because, you know, Phil again saw the plateau, you know, there, there, there's a plateau that happened with console gaming. And what he did was say, you know what? We're done with that. We can't compete with Sony on the world stage as a as straight numbers when it comes to console sales and 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 you know that install base we're going to have to find a different way to do this what do we do well well microsoft is a service and software company so guess what we're going to go create a service and, and we're going to make it the best one out there and we're going to get ahead of the curve and that's exactly what they did and honestly pong what you yeah. said is right on the money <laughs> um in terms of like it's about we judge why do we judge nintendo differently Right, right. right. Uh, why, why do we not expect them to have a goddamn voice chat for their goddamn <laughs> multiplayer game? Correct. Why? Correct. Why? Well, twenty twenty one. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and it's because honestly, we're not really their target demographic. Right. We're, right. We're, their target demographic is Nintendo fans. We happen to Correct. come along the ride every once in a you while. You know what, dude? I'm a part of the problem, Joe. I'm, I'm a Nintendo <laughs> fan. I, I don't ask for better, and I think I'm right. responsible for this failure of, 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 of Nintendo. We just go, oh, Nintendo's Nintendo, and we just like we just brush it off. 
and we hold you know Xbox differently as well as PlayStation uh, differently, and rightfully so. I think both of them are carving out something different for each other. Yep. Uh, for themselves, rather. And I think that's what oftentimes we do uh, miss is that we, we we oftentimes are just... Xbox wants to carve out a Game Pass Xbox home for Xbox gamers and want to have some type of growth along the way. It's not about killing PlayStation. Nope. They, they no, rather, it's not. It yeah, really is not. Yes. Because that type of thinking just leads to complacency. The reason why Xbox is the way they are is because PlayStation mollywhopped them. Now we're starting to see that same mollywop happen to PlayStation. I shared a story uh, in, in the in the DMs about, you know, some some negative, you could say, but critical uh, opinions towards PlayStation. One of Kotaku. Where just like Kotaku's like, yeah, Game Pass continues to innovate and along the lines of like, and PlayStation has Avengers. <laughs> it's 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 that, hey, what are you doing for me lately? That's what this industry is. Uh, for when it when it comes to most gamers, it's what are you doing for me lately? What are you what are you really providing? And so with Game Pass's success and really the ingenuity of the team, we're starting to see that same push of like, okay, so PlayStation, what are you doing for me lately? And PlayStation is going to have to answer to that. Yep. And eventually the shoe will be on the other foot again of people will look at Xbox going, what are you doing for me lately? It's, it's breeding that innovation. And I think that's one of the most, if not the most important thing that we look at this generation saying that, listen, Instead of saying or making excuses for Company X, what what if we just push Company X to do the thing that is beneficial to us? Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of some uh, some PlayStation creators kind of being mums the word lately, right? Because good things are happening for Xbox and PlayStation has just been ever so quiet. You know, we need to as gamers, as a PlayStation gamer myself, push. Uh, PlayStation to be better, and that's how we do it. And I think the true success of, of Phil Spencer is changing that narrative of of uh, uh, for Xbox. So I, I think you're 110. percent uh, You know, Dinero Panero, and I think you might know who this gentleman is. He does all the uh, work for many, many people. He's working on a couple of secret projects for Joe, a couple of secret mm -hmm. projects for Boom. Cannot wait to see what he has planned. Uh, he said something in the chat. Uh, besides, Dinero, you're now a moderator, brother. I trust you and love you that much that you uh, you're going to monitor this chat. And if you see someone being a, like a jackass, you know what you got to do. Um, he says this. Phil has often said. They don't need the other platform to fail in right. order for them to win. Right. Wise words. And yeah. I agree. I, I, I know that, you know, at the end of the day, it's always going to there's always going to be a console war. But like I said, I think that if you really want to wonder why Microsoft is where they're at is exactly what Joe said. They got kadunked over the head in oh, 2013 and they realized that in order to remain relevant they needed some massive changes so now we're seeing that the conversation piece is xbox it is xbox game pass it is project x cloud it is you know um acquisitions sony 
is going to look at this and they're going to eventually be a better company because of it. Now, I've been calling for this for a while. I want a Sony, you know, PlayStation greatness pass because I will I will support that. I will pay fifteen, twenty dollars a month to get games in a service like Game Pass. Now, is that going to happen this year? Probably not. Is it going to happen in 2022? I don't know. But all I know is that when one company steps down, the other company is is, is doing better. The, the, the step-down company is going to want to do better. And eventually, we'll, 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 we'll see the first and second place uh, position constantly be jockeyed. Um, but I do, I do want to move on. This was a fantastic topic, and we have almost 450 people here, folks. Listen, if, you're, if you're new, I want to say please consider subscribing. Obviously, you come to these shows because, A, they're fun. B, there's no console war shenanigans. And more importantly, this is the nicest chat. This is the best chat. This is the most um, uh, friendly chat in, in gaming. And I stake my reputation on that because he, people here come to talk about gaming. You see it. We have great moderators. And it's and all the a-holes seem to stay away, which is fantastic. One other thing I want to just kind of throw out there. Um, if you are new and you maybe want to support Double Barrel Gaming and you don't want to drop a super chat in, because you don't you, you, you know you don't catch the shows live there's another way you can do that you could become a channel member and now i've added a second tier um i added a five dollar tier and a ten dollar tier if you want to show even extra support for double barrel gaming uh you can do that by go right you, you'll see this uh you know channel membership subscribe hit that button and you know for five or ten dollars a month you're going to get some uh custom made super stickers you're going to get some badges and um obviously it's just an, it's just a way of showing that you enjoy the work that i do and I definitely would appreciate that. We're close to 100 um, uh, channel members, which is pretty freaking incredible, to be honest with you. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the new tier went live last week, and we had a lot of people jump onto that. So I want to thank everyone who did. And, you know, even if you don't want to support the Bible Gaming in that way, the fact that you are here, I would simply just ask that you just hit the like button and maybe, you know, put this out there to social media, let people know that we are live and other people could find the program because it is a big deal for me. I work real hard on these shows because I love doing them. I love talking about games and YouTube gives me a platform to do so. And you folks give me a platform to talk about games because we have almost 500 people here, which is crazy. Um, but let's move on to the next one. Now, this is a fun topic. This isn't going to be the biggest one of the show, but it's one that's interesting. And I want to get the, uh, the, 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 um, the, the, of course the panel, but the chats take on this, the Xbox, Series X mini fridge is coming. Let's fucking go. Um, and I gotta be honest with you. Like, I don't have a man cave. I don't mm. have a studio yet. We're working. Mrs. Boomstick and I are working to try and get something maybe in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, start a, a, our second life. We both just turned 50 and we're trying to kind of do some different things uh, and get out of the apartment game. So eventually yeah. I will have a studio. But I got to be honest with you. I do have a storage area, and I am going to be pre-ordering this refrigerator <laughs> and keeping it in storage until I do have a man cave because F that if you think I'm missing out on this. And, that, and that's really the crux of this conversation. Um, if you are someone that's excited about the Series X mini fridge, which, by the way, was eked out during this Skittles contest. And, and I, a big shout out to Aaron Greenberg for, for because, I mean, I love Aaron. I mean, Aaron helped me out personally with my Gears of War um, Elite controller a couple of years ago. He stepped in when he didn't have to. I think he's uh, his, his charity work is second to none. And I love Aaron. And he got heavily involved in this. And 
the Xbox eked out past the Skittles, getting lined yes. back in there by one point. It was 51 to 49. And by the way, I'm going to be honest. Um, as much as I like the fridge, I almost voted for lime because I freaking love lime Skittles, and they're not in there. So oh I, I, yeah, dude, I, I, I almost, I almost broke. You almost forsaked the Xbox I, for I a Skittle. Almost, yes, I did, dude. Because you know what? The truth of the matter is, I think they were going to make this anyway. But I voted for, of course, the Xbox Mini fridge, and it won. So those are going to be manufactured. The question that I have for the near 450 people here is this: Put a one in the chat. If you're pre-ordering this, put a two in the chat if it doesn't make a difference to you. And Joe, I want to go to you first. You have a man cave little situation. Are you getting yourself an Xbox Series X mini fridge? Okay, so real talk. Um, First off, Skittles suck. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Every time oh they're like Skittles slander, we yeah, have Odd yeah. Howard slander. Now we have Skittles yes, slander. Yes, oh. Skittles wasn't good. And oh, I was surprised how close you it was. You gotta ban this man. How close this was, and and you, you so-called Xbox guys were about to vote for a Skittle. First off, <laughs> Skittles are like the the, the stupid cousin of M and M's. When you always see them out in a jar and they're not in the packaging, you're like, oh shit, an M M&M. and M. All right, and then you just get just sugar. It's that's all it is. <laughs> And hey, you think, oh, Joe, you're Chad. Chad, I, I, Chad I you got to boo Joe. Chad, there, boo Joe. There, there actually might be some Skittle racism going on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hate Skittles. They're stupid. And not the, listen, if oh, I had God, M&M's or Skittles and I had to choose which one I never have to eat again, nay, which one I have to throw off a goddamn cliff, I'm throwing off Skittles. You know, Joe, this, this reminds me, as a former police officer, I'm almost willing to ask, where did the Skittle touch you on this well, doll? Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. <laughs> as, as the assaulted, I will like to say, just Skittles. It, it was at the age of six, and I was at my grandma's house. Oh, and let me boy, tell you something. I love she it. had a jar full of what I thought M&M's were. And you know, as a kid, you just want a mouthful of chocolate. That's all you ever want. Instead, I got a mouthful of shit because it was scary. <laughs> and ever since, ever since. Oh, this is great, dude. Uh, I appreciate you anyway. sharing this very very deep pain that you have. It's yeah. Abuela, come on, dude. Get M&M's. Anyway, so yeah, I voted for Xbox. Xbox owes me a goddamn mini fridge. But the thing is, in my man cave, I use so much electricity. I have no, I, I don't think I could turn it on without blowing a fuse. Like it is, <laughs> it's dangerous business. So I really gotta, I gotta see like if I were to get this thing, which is like, how much is it? Because like, that's, that's only- a great question. I mean, again, we, we, we don't know. Is it a $200? It's because you know what? Here's the thing it's a mini fridge, but it's actually a mini mini yeah. fridge. It only, yeah. uh, according to Gary Witter, who, uh, which by the way, is doing some great work over at Kind of Funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen to the show all the time. If you, I, I like he the, wrote the best Star Wars, you know, that? he did write a Star Wars that that Gary Witter did write a Star Wars. Yeah. But you know what I love about him is his demeanor is just so blah. Like when you mm-hmm. see him come on camera, you're like, this guy just hates everything. <laughs> and he really doesn't. He just has that face that he looks at. He hates everything. But he actually got one him, Paris. And uh, Snowbike Mike, they all got one because of the rock deal, which is pretty cool for them. And Gary would actually said it's you, you, he said the most you can get into this thing is about a six pack. 
back and there's a little room on the door. So it is technically a mini fridge, but it's actually a little bit smaller. So I don't see it being like $300. Yeah. I could see it being about maybe 119, maybe 120, uh, 130, you know, ish, give or take. Okay. Um, I'm getting one. And, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm going to put it in storage. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm, dude, I love when, I admire so much Xbox's social leads because they saw what could have been a dumb fanboy argument and said, let's take something that's a dumb fanboy argument like this looks like a fridge and not just embrace it, but we're going to sell actual fridges. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, listen. What 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 could you say, Joe? This is this is taking um, a negativity and somehow, you know, the old saying, "Turn that frown upside down," and that's exactly. what they did with this. They they exactly. they you know, people made memes of it, you know, and uh, the fridge was one of them, obviously. And, and here we go, you know, a year and a half later, we're talking about a mini fridge. Um, mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, <laughs> Paul Grant in the chat drops a very generous. Where, where'd you go, Paul? Hold on a second. I know you're here somewhere. I just saw it. Okay, yeah. Paul Grant drops a very generous. It's five hours super chat and says, <laughs> "Forever, I will remember." Where has the skittle touched you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, skittles suck. We need to. Oh we... my god, that is great. Well, Joe, I appreciate you sharing your pain. I don't mean to laugh at it, but no, Jesus Christ, that that is that's some funny stuff. Let me, let me tell you, because if any Puerto Ricans or, or Hispanics in the chat, does I'm your abuela? Yeah, okay. Did you did your abuela have just a jar of just? miscellaneous candy here's the thing she did but yeah. I, I remember i'm much older i'm much older my, my wella had um a jar of the remember all the hard candies that had like different flavors and stuff yes. she had one of those jars yep. and i would always go for the striped ones because and then they you're, would, yeah and then you're like oh man this is gonna be great and like candy my, my grandma's awesome and then you bite into it you're like this tastes like shit what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my grandmother again. I'm I'm much older. So back in the days, we had the hard candies. She had a jar of hard candies for sure. No real chocolates. I mean, chocolates mm-hmm. wasn't really like a big thing for for for, for there. Um, Bustelo as, as as a kid, I used to dunk my crackers at, at right. seven years old. So mm-hmm. yeah. Nelson Nieves drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Here's a, here is a donation for Phil not to retire soon. Yeah, I, I don't see him going anywhere uh, anytime soon. Um, we also have DeAndre Banks drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, uh, If they get Ubisoft into Game Pass, PS Now is over. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't know if it's over, but they're going to have to make a big move if they do. Um, I think that um, that uh, that announcement, the uh, the Ubisoft Plus, I, I think that's coming, folks. It's coming. That, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's coming soon, and I think one of the first uh, w- one of the first games you're going to see uh, in in in, um, in in corporation with that announcement may be exactly what Joe said. You get Watch Dogs Legion mm-hmm. in there, and then you and then they make that announcement, and a week later, oh by the way, here's Ubisoft Plus. No, yeah. no extra cost. It's going to be a big deal. But um, let's let's get Pong Soul. Pong, you are a diehard Xbox fan, obviously. Um, are you getting the mini fridge when it goes on pre-order? Uh, depending on the budget, uh, depending on what they come out with. Uh, and I hope that as far as price point, you know, between $100 and $200. But they also cannot make it like they did for that energy drink. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah fridge. I, I, I don't want to see the stickers. I want to see mm-hmm. actual 
you know, just the mini version of the big one that they it's, did. It's got it's got to light up. The, the Xbox right. button has right. to light up. Correct. It's, it's got it's got to do a few extra things. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I would have never turned it down, but right. I thought that the the branding and yeah. I guess it's it's the Rock's drink, so he wants yeah. to you know he's going right. to brand his stuff. The Rock is a marketing genius, but yeah. it was it took away from what it was. Right, and it was supposed to be a mini fridge, and and if they're going to do it, I, I want it to be done. I want it to be done right. Yeah, I right, agree. correct. Correct. So yeah, if it if it fits those uh, guidelines for me, I'll probably get it. I I, I oh, sit yeah. down in my man room. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, I think it's cool. Uh, I think it's cool as hell. And 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 shout out to to Greenberg and his team. Man, I mean, I'm sure this was already in the plans. I think they had this, but you know, ne- never let a good opportunity pass you by. And Greenberg right. jumped in at the right time. And yeah. again, the social media team's on fire. Uh, you know, Xbox has been doing it right. Um, and this was a great way to promote it and get everybody hyped again. And obviously the response was outrageous. So, so beautiful job by Aaron Greenberg and his team, but, uh, yeah, no, definitely a cool idea. I mean, again, take advantage. Why not? Uh, you know, just beware. Scalpers are going to be out in force for this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The scalper bots are going to be out there. They are. Uh, they are. Yeah. You know, the, the, my biggest complaint, uh, that I I'm hoping doesn't come into fruition is the fact that, they don't make enough of this and they don't take Correct. advantage Limited. of getting these bots out because uh, it's it's going to be it's really going to take away from the big picture and the big story. And that big story simply is that uh, Xbox made a mini fridge out of a meme. <laughs> um, exactly. So let, let, let's hope that they do make enough of them. Um, and if they if they do, that they take advantage of uh the fact that they they know this is coming, they know people have been asking for it. The, the the obviously the, the the fans have have asked for this, and I think we got it done. We 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 said oh, publicly yeah, that sure. we wanted this, and uh, they listened, and uh, they're going to make uh you know what they're making it. So I'm very happy about that. I do mm. want to move on to the last topic of the show, and this one this one is this one is is not controversial in any way. It's more of opinion an opinion piece that I decided to write because right now Microsoft is riding a wave of goodwill. They're riding a wave of um of, of positive news. Uh, they are in the uh you know it, we're even starting to see now even some of the big uh um uh, gaming websites uh, turn it around for Xbox that you, that usually and have in the past really gone out of their way to curb stomp Microsoft at every at every given angle because it would sold news. You know, it's 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 like the Daily News in the Post. They put some horrific headline on the front. People buy the paper, and it's the same thing with websites. They put these yep. horrific stories on, and they need clicks. And it's the same again. It's it's the same thing. Uh, you know, clicks drive drives engagement engagement drives you know marketing marketing drives you know sales and paychecks and so on and so forth again it's not, it's not a rocket science here bro uh folks but i am going to say that um the momentum that they currently have the mind share that they currently have is you can't buy it and we've seen this kind of mind share go towards Sony for many of uh, for many years of the last generation and now Microsoft is doing it and they're doing it in not just one or two areas you see what I really like and listen I'll be the first one to tell you I I, I was very um, um, opinionated about what happened with the twitch stream as a matter of fact I remember before we even went live I have a, I had 11 dis- dislikes 
before the show even went live. And that's unusual for my stuff because it's normally positive. But folks, if Microsoft drops the ball, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them out on it. That's what a real fan does. That's the same thing with sports. If you're a Yankee fan or a Vikings fan or you like the Pittsburgh Penguins and they do something stupid, you're like, get rid of this guy. I don't like what's going on here. I'm I'm bothered. Right, that's what fans do. Well, I wasn't a fan of the the the. the I did I did not appreciate what, how Twitch represented the brand, so I was vocal about it. But for the most part, Xbox has been riding a real big a wave of excitement and enthusiasm. And right now, I think that they're they're an unstoppable juggernaut. The only one at this point that can stop Microsoft, and we've seen this in the past, is Microsoft. So my question to the chat, my question to the panel, is with the insane amount of momentum that Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg, Larry Herb, Matt Booty, and of course, Sarah Bond are writing, has the Xbox platform become an unstoppable ju- juggernaut within the gaming industry, even pushing aside Nintendo and PlayStation with the mindset or mindshare onslaught? Joe, I'm going to go to you first on this. Yeah, wait, wait, man. Uh, I think they're in a terrific place. That's like, uh, you know, I think all three of them, again, like, like, like what I said to you earlier, they're all doing this their own separate thing, and they're all... You know, you can write whatever opinion piece you want about Nintendo not having a goddamn voice chat, and it doesn't move them, and their audience just stays there, right? It's it's a, it's an enigma. As to where PlayStation and Xbox kind of co- coexist and kind of yeah. compete along uh, the same AAA games like we see, like Outriders, right? Um, there's a lot of cross-pollination there, and that means that a lot more people can crossover and i think the juggernaut portion comes to game pass yet again uh you know i my, my friend todd shared something on twitter of like this is why you don't expect for playstation to have a a one-to-one competitor to game pass you know microsoft is a trillion dollar company trillion with a t whereas sony is a 140 billion dollar company which is nothing to sneeze at, by the way. At. But it just means that you don't have the allocated funds to say, hey, I'm going to go out there and make a Bethesda-level purchase. And then at the same exact time, make a you know a EA Play announcement or put all my games day and date on a platform. Um, because, well, well, Sony doesn't need to do that right now. But at the same exact time, they just don't have the money to do that. Microsoft has billions of dollars to lose well they can take a massive loss and wait for the back end uh you know money to come in where playstation can't do that and that's where really it's kind of feels like the the batman thing of like your victory is defeated you master wayne because (laughs) it very much feels like playstation for all of what it's done and we can say whatever we want whether you know i know this is an xbox show show you know Primarily, the, their first party doesn't speak to to, to that audience, but their audience, the, you know, the, the PlayStation AAA games usually critical commercial success, but they can't be day and day. 
And that's the that's that's their Achilles heel, where Microsoft can do all that. They're the way more, more maneuverable because of the money alone. That is why Xbox. It doesn't give like I don't give a shit what IGN or Polygon or whatever site XBYC says about Xbox. We generally see that those op eds just are op eds, and they they don't move the needle. It just tells you where the needle is right now. What what the temperature in the room is for gamers it seems like right so we're starting to see all these positive-esque stories around game pass and xbox because the general consensus is yeah xbox has done really good <laughs> they're, they're, they're on the right track and playstation has become stagnant or, or at least seems to be right yeah and so it's really reading the temperature in the room Xbox always going to be a juggernaut. PlayStation always going to be a juggernaut. Say with Nintendo, it's just where those stories lead uh, is really where the temperature in the room is for each individual company. So I like to see that as a PlayStation gamer, I like to see all the positive stories to Xbox because I've never wanted to ever view it as a us versus them. It's always Xbox is doing great, which is fantastic, which I know will lead to them pushing PlayStation to be better and and to make a Surface equivalent. And that's what I really do think. By the end of the year uh, or beginning of next year, you're going to see a Game Pass equivalent, not competitor. Um, That is more than just PlayStation now. Could be just a rebrand or relaunch of, but yeah, I think you're going to see Game Pass push PlayStation to do some bigger and bolder things with that platform. But again, it's not a one-to-one. I don't ever see... At least in the in the in the soon to be future, a PlayStation AAA th- first party game being day and day on a PS Now. I just don't yeah. see that unless it's a free to play. Unless uh, it's game, like you know, like, like like for instance, if they ever brought SOCOM back, right, and it was a free to play game that is launching obviously day and date into whatever service because it's a free to play game, and if you have you know X Pass or whatever the the greatness pass, you get these bonus items or something. Yeah, yeah. and and that's what I kind of I kind of see in the future. I I definitely see you know if if uh, Xbox is. The Netflix to I could see the PlayStation equivalent being the equivalent to, uh, you know, Disney now or Disney Plus, you know, where it's a good service. It's not the best service, and you do still have to pay for some things on that service, but it's still a decent service, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it makes makes a lot of sense. Uh, Pong, let's get your final opinion on this particular topic. It's been a hell of a show, man. Not only yeah. we got to one, two, three, five topics. Woo. Uh, that's uh, that's a that's a great show, man. Uh, we're, we're closing in on an hour and forty five, which is a but you know standard fare for you, Pong. Seeing what Xbox has done, seeing the pl- the groundwork that we know about, and more importantly, the secret stuff that we don't know about, has Microsoft or specifically Xbox, the platform, become an unstoppable juggernaut in the industry uh well yeah i i do i do believe to a certain extent that that is true they got a lot more work to do and like you said boom um you know they could certainly trip themselves up with some wrong wrong moves yep they they have have it so so that has to be pointed out that's certainly a possibility but let's say they continue on uh with uh nothing but uh the good that they've been doing uh yeah absolutely i i you know Again, it, it's funny how Joe talks about this and, and kind of what we talked about before, too, is, is you know, 
when it comes to what the vision of Xbox is and what, you know, Phil and Satya see in the future, um, you know, if you think of the industry as a pie, uh, which is the, you know, the, the general analogy everybody makes, and you're only going to get a certain amount of pie. Uh, you know, I think Microsoft is ha- Xbox is happy with that piece of the pie, but then game pass uh, being the platform that it is, is the ice cream or the whipped cream that goes on top. Ooh, I like and that. I think that, and I, and I yeah. think that's what they're driving for is they don't, you know, Phil again, we already know they've said it a million times. They don't care where you play. They, mm-hmm. they don't care how you play. None of that matters to them. So what they want to do is have Game Pass everywhere. And they want to have that ice cream on everybody's piece of pie as much as possible. They're not looking to take, you know, the whole pie and, and you know, do away with Sony and Nintendo. They're just looking to have Game Pass and the ecosystem available wherever possible so that you can be a part of it. And I think that is the true future. So when you look at it from that standpoint, and they've got such a huge lead and, and, you know, like we've all talked about and Joe just mentioned, it's never, Sony doesn't have the ability to be one for one with game pass. And that's why I said earlier, I think a hybrid version of that will work wonders for them. And I think it would, it would be highly successful uh, no matter what they decide to do when they do pivot. Um, but at the same time, I think Microsoft, uh, you know, has got bigger and, and is able to push things a little bit bigger than Sony ever will be. And so I yep. think that's where you're going to see Game Pass. You know, you know, Sony's still going to be dominant worldwide, but, you know, right net alongside of it is going to be Game Pass and Xbox where they are known throughout the world as well as that ecosystem that everybody wants to be a part of. You may not have to own a series console to be a part of it, but you're still going to be in xbox and i think that is the the ultimate goal and from that standpoint that's where they're going to grab the the mind share and the worldwide mind share where everybody says well you know i've got my playstation i love my playstation i got playstation now or whatever it's called in the future and i I get all these great games but you know what i'm also playing on xbox on my tv i'm playing on game pass on my tv i'm playing on x cloud on my phone uh, you know, sorry, my dog just sneezed. Uh, but, uh, I think that's that's the ultimate vision, and I think that's where everything is leading to. And so, yeah, I definitely think this is unstoppable at this point, unless they trip themselves up, unless they, you know, they reach too far, and all of a sudden they say, "Well, guess what? Game Pass is now thirty dollars a month or thirty five dollars, right. something crazy like that, where they overstep, and they could see, you know, a little bit of fallback from that. But uh, other than that, no. I think I think they're on the right path. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, this was what a, what an amazing uh, uh, final topic to close out the show. Great points from both gentlemen here. Uh, Davikin eighty nine drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Yes, Xbox Game Pass plus crossplay, it's a double kill, indeed." And I think that is what they're what they're going to use Game Pass for. Like obviously, uh, like uh, Pong's had said earlier, uh, it almost makes sense. I mean, perfect example is. Um, Oh my God! What is the dinosaur game coming out? It's one of my most anticipated games. Oh, Second Extinction. Second Extinction, dude. I don't know why I forgot that. Brain fart live on the air. I don't know how I remembered it so quickly. Um, I gotta tell you, man, that screams Game Pass. Oh yeah. And I cannot wait for it. It's a three-player co-op game. Uh, It is going to be an incredible. I mean, you're shooting dinosaurs. What more could you want? Left for Dead with dinosaurs. Um, so we're excited for that. That's coming. But I think Pong was onto something when he said that Back for Blood is going to be an Xbox Game Pass. I would not be surprised. Um, that team 
that is um the original team of creative creative team of Left 4 Dead One and Two, from what we understand, has a fantastic relationship with Xbox. So yeah. don't be surprised that that is not one of the games coming to it. And again, it fits the mold. Uh, it you know obviously it's it's a game that's going to get out there. Everyone's going to want to play it. But more importantly, you have Game Pass, and it's going to just want you to spawn with your friends. And you're going to be running out there in quads, just doing the Lord's work and killing nothing but zombies and creatures. Um, can't wait, Jim. Jangles in the chat. That's very generous. Five dollars in chat and says, "If my Xbox fridge red rings, and my milk goes bad, I'm gonna get pissed." That's oh, great. That's a good one. That's a really good one, Jangle. Thank you so much for being here, brother. And thank you for the uh, for the very generous five dollars super chat. But let's get into the outros and get everyone out of here as we close in on one hour and forty five minutes. Uh, my my footage is about to finish because I think I had one forty five with um uh, with uh, this uh, uh, near two hour. Uh, unbelievable time if you're not playing titanfall 2 what are you really playing i mean honestly the game is amazing but joe we'll start with you tell everyone about where they could reach out to you on social media but more importantly tell them about the trophy room one of the most positive and thought-provoking playstation uh centric shows on youtube yeah man you can find me like always on uh on twitter at mr badbit you can find the trophy room twitter uh at ps trophy room and uh listen this week's episode of the trophy room needs your help it needs your listens it needs your eyeballs so go on over to the trophy room show on youtube uh me and my good friend sean capri over at the xbox drive talk about uh, E3 coming back digitally, yeah, PlayStation being out of it, what that means, uh, and so much more. Cyberpunk, when will we see it on the PSN? Uh, you can find the Trophy Room show over on any podcast service available, whether that is Apple Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast, you can find the Trophy Room there. And uh, this week, I can't wait. It's going to be, this week's show is going to be something else because we just missed out on the MLB The Show uh, news. And so I can't wait to have that conversation of having a PlayStation Studios game on Game Pass and the implications to follow. So go over, follow the show there, follow me at Mr. Badbit, all that stuff. You know where I am. Yeah, well, listen, thanks so much for being here, Joe. Definitely appreciate yeah, you stepping in. We were, we were down at Zemi today, and uh, obviously you did a great job. Well, you know why? Always. Because Zemi's a fake fan. I don't know yeah, if you know yeah, this. He I mean, played, he played a Ghost of Tsushima. Is, yeah, you know what? I mean, there you go. He's playing Ghost of Tsushima instead of on the Xbox Factor podcast. He is officially fired. Uh, when is yeah. he joining the trophy room, Joe? When, when is Zemi joining um, the trophy room? We only have two believers. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. Pong Soul, thank you so much for being here, brother. You being a part of this weekly show has been a big deal for me. Uh, love that you are here. Love the passion and knowledge you bring to this show. But love what you're doing on your own show on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, love the name. Living Split Screen is, Ooh. man, that just jumps Ooh. off the page. Love the name. Love who you're working with. But you're also working with Mav and Caitlin and 3-Bit and uh, the rest of the crew on the Friday night podcast, which I guessed it last Friday, which was a great time. Tell everyone about where they can reach out to you on social media and what else you got going on. Absolutely. Boom. Uh, pleasure being here, Joe, despite the like always. 
yeah, d- despite the Skittle slander, you keep adding up <laughs> strikes against you. I don't know how many more I can take here. I, 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 I'm having a hard time, brother. You got to help me out here. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, awesome show, guys. Thank you so much for stepping in, Joe, for Zemi. It was always a pleasure, man. Um, and boom. God, I love being here every Tuesday. This is just fantastic. Chat, you guys were on fire. Some really great discussions in there, as always. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Uh, you can find me, Pong Soul, everywhere on Twitter, uh, Xbox, uh, you know, and follow me. I'll follow you back, man. I've been uh, seeing a lot of new followers, and it's fantastic. Had some great discussions in the DMs with people. So, you know, get with me, Pong Soul. Uh, like uh, Boom said, Friday night's Xbox Ultimate with Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, his wife, Caitlin, 3-Bit, Psychonauts, 8, Assassin, Lupa, back in the house, back in the community. Lady AF. And now Lady AF has been added. We've got the Brady Bunch going on. It is just (laughs) incredible. (laughs) Avengers, whatever you want to call it, we've got it. It's a big, giant panel. It's more like an international Avengers, (laughs) if you think about it. Kind of. It is. (laughs) It is. Uh, But it's a great time. Friday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Saturdays, like Boom was just mentioning, uh, myself and Steel Rain, live, raw, and uncut, as he says, uh, have put together a new show. We had our second episode last Saturday. We wake you up in the morning if you're in the U.S. We give you something to do in the afternoon if you're in Europe. So come see us, Living Split Screen. Living Split Screen. Split Screen is all one word. Uh, check us out. We've had some, oh man, we've had an awesome turnout the first two episodes. It's been really incredible. Loving this community is awesome. We talk all things gaming. We're not console centric. So you'll hear us discuss all types of topics. Um, you know, when it comes to the gaming industry as a whole and the community, uh, that is 9 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time. Uh, so come check us out Saturday mornings uh, or Saturday afternoon for your, our year. European friends. Saturday nights, I am on the Shot Podcast with PTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, who is in the chat today. What's up, brother? And uh, Staggerilla, and that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern now, 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, it's a quick show. We have a few topics that we run through. Great show, great group of guys. We've doing uh, PTK has been doing it for a long time. So come check us out there too. The Shot Podcast with PTK Blam. Yeah, and that's a great show. Again, it's, it's about an hour, give it hour and fifteen. Yeah, yeah g- you get you guys in and out. Uh, I, I actually we're, we're trying to work out our schedules. I am going to guest on his show. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've guested uh, numerous times, and obviously, I, I love the work that he does. He, I mean, he's such a he's a great guy, part of the yeah, community, yeah, and definitely want to see him succeed for sure. But listen, folks, I'll close out the show with something that's important to me, and hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad said when we were kids, and he said, "Son, treat others how you want to be treated." And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're gonna have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Oh, real quick, a super chat just came in from. Uh, J, uh, oh man, I don't even know how to pronounce that. J M E O N four E V A. Uh, he drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Rolos crush Skittles and M and M's." I love a good Rolo. <laughs> my question to you, my friend: mm-hmm. Out of the package, warm or out of the fridge, cold? That's what I want to know. I'm going cold with that one for sure. But listen, folks, thank you Wait, so much skip. for being here. 
not Skittles, Rolos. Okay. Skittles oh, okay. out of the. I, if you you're break Skittles, your goddamn teeth, you're going to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday's newest edition of the Xbox Factor podcast. The whole crew is going to be back, including Zemi Games, and we have an incredible show already lined up for you. Uh, there's a secret event happening in uh, in April for, uh, according to an insider. Could it be the Xbox first party show we've been wanting? Find out on Thursday. Take care, everyone.